This is Lauren. This is Trey. And this is the Partnership Podcast. On this week's episode, we actually talk about an obstacle that we overcame in our bedroom and how we came back to each other. Enjoy. Babe, good morning. Good morning, baby. Welcome back. Welcome back. Nice bye week. Took a week off. Yeah, we did. Mm-hmm. Thanks for doing that. I love that we get to decide like when it's just too much mm-hmm. in a week. Yeah, and we'll figure out. So we're recording on a Tuesday, not a Monday. And yeah, we're trying to find a good rest day for Mama. And it definitely felt more rusty yesterday. It's, it's just hard for me to justify it still. It's interesting, right? Like, even though I would tell someone, no, your employer should not ask you to come in on weekends, like if you're working Monday through Friday, like, no, take those off, play. It's still hard for me because, yeah, I don't know. When you work for yourself, you could always be working. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I don't hate my work, but I know me and my tendencies are to burn out and then become resentful of the work. That's what I don't want to do. Got it. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. Great. So it's not that I don't want to do these things. It is literally like putting these like bumpers, like bumpers on the rail. Like, no, you can't, Lawrence, <laughs> because you want us to love this work in a year, two years, three years, four years. And the way to do that is to balance mm-hmm. with other things that you like to do too. So yeah, thanks for switching up to today and giving me a week off last week. Yeah, you're welcome, babe. Happy Tuesday. Have a Tuesday. What are we? Uh, what are we chopping up today? We have so many things to talk about. Let's chop it up. Okay, mm. let me go inside. A thing that we've talked about on here, probably ad nauseum, and something that came up even again for us last night, um, is this concept of porn. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting because we know Lauren is a human's response to it and what she's still working through. So I want to bring some of that to the surface. But then we also have Lauren as a sex educator who understands what an incredible modality it is, understands that it's such a beautiful way to maintain sexual privacy, understands the tool it can be to help folks with erectile dysfunction and premature ejaculation. Like the educator part of me, right? One brain. <laughs> the survivor of whatever I survived, another brain. Purity culture. Uh-huh. And so I'd like to talk about that. And then we also had a question come in from the audience about not sharing per, like relational goals with a partner. So okay. I would also, if we have time, like to get to that. Yeah. Sound yeah. good? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. So uh, first question. I've been listening to this incredible podcast about tips to stay embodied. Okay, stay within the self while masturbating Mm -hmm. and while watching porn. You are my favorite resident in this home who has extensive experience in watching porn. What the hell are you trying to say? (laughs) That I masturbate and watch porn in this household? Well, and that you have since you were how old? Wait, what? What the fuck? How old? My resume? You want to know my resume? I do. (laughs) If you don't mind When I started like masturbating? Pretend you're just talking to me. Hmm? There's no one else. Nobody else here. here. Yeah. No one can. Nobody hear. else here. No one can. No one. Okay. You want to know when I started masturbating? Watching porn. Watching porn. Wow. Okay. So I was the first generation of like AOL dial up. That happened when I was a kid. <laughs> and then. Um, <laughs> that was me singing the AOL song. And then. Okay. I think it got. It got buck wild when we got the uh, the high speed internet. 
But porn back then was like clips of maybe one or two minutes. And then if you found a really good one, you found like a, a three minute where you got like nine minutes of porn, three here, three here, three here that like connected together. So I, yeah, I started really going after my own gents, um, probably 15 or 16. Love you. Thank you for exposing your genitals <laughs> no. i'm not taking out my no no don't nah, do that way too hairy right now go ahead babe. um when you were doing this this all has a point i promise was this a oh i'm gonna like lusciously experience this whole thing or was this kind of like a secret i'm gonna get this secret. over with quickly 100 percent. So, well it's like it, it's a it's the most magical tool ever and humans were still figuring yes. it out yeah mm -hmm. yeah Magical tool for what? Masturbating? Yeah. So this author that I was reading, like his work and listening to his stuff, was talking about that since our learned sexual behaviors most likely came from porn in the beginning, which mm -hmm. is actually a safe way to experience sex because mm -hmm. you're not giving, you're not getting anyone pregnant and you're not passing on any STIs. Like it's actually a very safe thing to do. The only thing that can become detrimental down the road is if A, we've eroticized the secrecy part of it. Okay. Or we have, in an attempt to secretly come, we've tried to come so quickly. We have tried to kind of shut out the world and, right, get some fast food, kind of like how you eat Taco Bell in your car sometimes, yeah, like yeah. quickly and furiously, mm -hmm. and then you don't want to tell your precious wife at home about it. Mm -mm. <laughs> I've, I've eroticized the secrecy of it. Yeah. <laughs> you have. And you usually eat it quickly. Yeah. And you usually want it all to be over and then like to forget about it, right? If our porn watching sets the tone for the sex we have in the future, Got it. it can be detrimental. Sure. And this person was talking about how it is a solo sex practice. Great. But it is, it is not exactly great prep work for <laughs> a partnered sex practice because sometimes the sex we found, I mean, the porn we found when we were 15, 16, like you said, I'm guessing this was not like female directed, female centered porn. Probably not. Yeah. So it didn't really like explore how most women on average take 20 to 40 minutes to become aroused, right? Your time frame, I mean, how long were these clips again? Two or three minutes. Yeah. At first, yeah. And the, did you know that the average man can come like 2.5 minutes? Yes, I did. Right? Yes. So <laughs> you compare that with <laughs> arousal of a female bodied person to being 20 to 40 minutes. It's not exactly a great like comparison. Mm -hmm. So that was my first question is, yeah, were you using little pieces of porn to come quickly? Because that's fascinating. Sure. Um, second... The point of watching porn is usually to get off, right? Not to have a long, like, sensuous experience with another person. And so this guy was asking if we have ever notated, and we were talking about this a little bit last night, our states of arousal, like, if we, on a scale of 1 to 10, okay, if 10 is ejaculation for a male, 10 is orgasm for a woman, 9 is the point of no return, Okay, so like, I'm going, I can't come back. Yeah. All right. Where on, and zero is nothing. Zero is unaroused. Uh -huh. Where do we like to be? Great so I question. wanted to know where you like to be. I'll try to think of the same answer for myself. 
but this sir, this guy I was listening to, Joseph Kramer, I think is his name, and I'll put it in here, um, recommends that if we're going to be watching porn as a practice for having better connected sex with our partners, one of the ways is to actually notice in our bodies where we are on arousal. Where do we like to stay? Where's our favorite number Mm -hmm. on the scale? Because then we can also notice that in our bodies when we're in a partnered encounter. So like, ooh, it becomes a helpful tool instead of, oh, I don't even know. I couldn't couldn't even tell you. Like when you inhale your Taco Bell, (laughs) sometimes like you don't even notice. Like I doubt you're like savoring the difference between this burrito and this tequila. Do you like notice the differences? No. You just inhale it, right? Which is fine. It's fast. It's meant to be enjoyed like that too, Mm. but it is disembodied. Okay. So I'm curious what number you come to. Okay, so um, I envision a roller coaster where you're like slowly making your way up and at the very top and then you go down and you the roller coaster starts. So it's almost like when you start going down, I envision that being the orgasm. And then the point of no return is great where it's like I'm going to come whether I want to or not, which is fantastic. And then eight, so if it's if nine is point of no return, 10 is the actual orgasm, I love staying at like an eight. And then the nine is so fun. So like seven, eight, nine. Seven, eight is almost like the sweet spot. And Uh then nine is so enjoyable. And then 10, I'm trying to stay a lot more present after an orgasm and not think about like, not immediately go to what I need to do next in my day and just kind of savor the fact that I just came, and, like, that's wonderful. Mm-hmm. So to answer your question, I like eight. Yeah. Yeah. I like eight. Can you come back from eight? Like, eight, can you pull yourself back to a seven and then come up to an eight again? Sure. Okay. That's not impossible. It's not like... Yeah, stop moving. Stop moving. hmm Okay. Fascinating. I've pulled myself out of a nine, too. Like, yeah. say if I'm about to come, I'll literally pull myself out out of you yeah 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 yeah. to preserve okay yeah so we can keep having sex and preserve mm-hmm, the orgasm mm-hmm, yeah. mm-hmm. okay now then you gotta squeeze your penis really fucking okay hard yeah through. so those are your pelvic not with your floor. hand but you just no those squeeze. are your pelvic floor muscles yeah so we can talk about that yeah that's a fantastic way to delay ejaculation and delay orgasm is the squeezing of the pelvic floor do you squeeze just like if you were going to hold urine in is it the same like squeezing in your mind yep. yeah yeah very similar yeah i don't want to speak for you as a penis owner mm-hmm. yeah some, please don't some of my colleagues like, do not do not speak for my penis <laughs> it will not he deserves to be heard to have his own voice okay here was another fascinating thing that he said sometimes can become habitual through porn watching is that as nine is cre- like so use your roller coaster right you're falling off the roller coaster that so many people are already reaching for the towel or the rag or the t-shirt or the tissues or the whatever as they're coming and don't enjoy the come. Mm-hmm. Have you, yeah, have you ever thought about that? Do you do that? Okay, yeah. okay. That that happens a lot during porn. Yeah, that's what he was it's saying. Like, and then it's what's next. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And I was like, beautiful example of another learned behavior. Yeah, like, ooh, that's that's really neat. Where like if it's a solo, solo masturbation session, like really kind of... What's the word you luxuriate? Or, uh, yeah, luxuriate. Yeah, luxuriate yeah. within the actual yes. orgasm and then take your time. And it's, I think that also is based on like what you're viewing too. Yeah. 
-hmm. where you can luxuriate in certain things like the porn I'm watching now is so much better than commercial grade porn. Uh, Erstie's. Mm -hmm. uh, shout out to the Euros. Shout out. We cannot link because ooh, I almost lost my YouTube for that one. Yeah. But if people want to send us a DM, we're happy e -R -S -T -I -E -S to. E-R-S-T-I-E-S dot com. Yeah. Yeah. It's paid yeah, all of the can I talk about can I talk about the differences? I would love you to between big porn and like something curated like that. Big porn, you're gonna see advertisements. You're gonna see all these thumbnails. It, it's such a um, kind of in your face experience. It, you're gonna see blinking lights. It's like a fucking casino. Yeah, yeah. and then Erstie's is actually kind of a low-tech site mm -hmm. and there are no commercials and i mean it's pay to play so it's it's a paid membership and then their practices are it's it's run by women it's feminine focused but there are some there's some fellas on there mm. getting yes, the there job are. done and um the the actresses and the actors it's there's a lot of there's consent everybody gets paid there's no manipulation no. um they do uh like before interview after interview which is fascinating i've never seen that before uh -huh. they they curate their own experience too so they go into certain kinks certain fantasies it's been really nice and also um my craving for pornography really has gone down too mm. we're actually consuming a lot less mm. so this is kind of the happy medium where it's mm -hmm. not mm -hmm. commercial mm -hmm. it's not abstinence mm -hmm. where everything's like mm -hmm. i hate to say condemned where everything's like no right you can't have yeah it's 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 now it's in the middle and then we get to kind of mm -hmm. where you're experiencing watching this in a healthy manner uh, is this for the first time in your life, babe? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What is the come down like post watching this porn versus post commercial porn? Ah, oh, that was nice. Oh, interesting. Mm -hmm. Versus, it's like God damn it, motherfucker. Really? Eh, I don't know. Maybe okay. I'm being cute for the being cute for the mic, but um. Yeah, it's it's yeah. just different. Yeah, we'll say it's different. It's very different. Um, I highly recommend like there if folks are from a background like me, which I know a lot of our listeners are because that's why they find this. Um, their Instagram account is fantastic, and it's interviews with the director, with the producers, with the actors. Um, they're very big on only doing scenes that the actors themselves want to do, that they're interested in, that they're desirous for, mm -hmm. which is what I spend so much time talking with my clients about that. Um, sex should be desired, not something that is obligatory to give to a husband. Um, that desire precedes arousal. And so it's so neat to watch these incredible actors talk about that which they desire and to demystify yeah, this. And for folks looking for body positivity and stuff too, it's just so nice. These bodies are not airbrushed and this and that. It's... That's new too, yeah. Where it's like this is these are people, people, yeah, with body hair and right. Some have shaved or some have waxed or whatever, but then they'll be with a person who hasn't, or it's just their bodies. 
their bodies, you'll see bruises, you'll see scratches, you'll see Mm -hmm. lots of them wear socks, which I love. I tell my clients all the time, if your feet are cold, like (laughs) it's really hard to become aroused. Um, And so oftentimes they're wearing socks, which makes me so happy because I'm like, yes, this is what every sex educator would tell you. Keep your socks on. Mm -hmm. It's okay. Um, Yeah. It's really, it's beautiful. It's really beautiful. And I highly support the type of work they do. I did want to speak to really quickly. I got to listen to just some really great educators recently, and they encouraged us all to embrace the nuance of the fact that many human beings, particularly women, women of color, um, gender fluid folks, have made good money off of what we like to condemn is like the male-centered like media-driven porn, and that just to embrace the nuance of it was the livelihood of a lot of people for a long time. And I just want to put that out there that nothing is black and white. There's a lot of gray. I really, I support the individuals who made a beautiful living Mm -hmm. on kind of mass media porn for a long time. And I don't want to discredit their experience just to be like, well, if we were all doing it more ethically. I think the only people people we're condemning here are the people that have are taking advantage of others. Yes, baby. Thank you. Thank you for the clarification. Yeah, thanks. Oh, yeah. There's there's so much more control, say, in like big porn. There's so much more control. The the creators or the artists have so much more. The workers have so much more control now than they ever have. And then they can have their own platforms where they don't need these big production companies to tell them how it is. It's it's the way in all like media now. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, the, the people that we're condemning are the... People that are taking advantage of taking. other people. You know, it's interesting in that. Or the people that are really like in vulnerable places where they need the money. And they may not necessarily want to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Um, yeah. It's, it's just a fascinating topic. Do we want to talk about how <laughs> we're talking about this so like calmly right now but do you want to talk about experience last night like what still really comes up in my body and what you observe because i think it's worth it for our audience to see that while i might be looking all fine right now Mm -hmm. it's not how it shows up so yeah last night we were in a, a sexual moment and we had had a beautiful sexual moment earlier in the day too a sexual encounter um, really kind of like animalistic, a wonderful, yummy sex on my weekend. Um, and you shared last night. Yeah, you just, you tell me what happened. I shared a submissive, uh, like dominant fantasy with you. And then I shared that, like, I was watching it. Yeah. And so I was inspired by something that I watched on the Erste's mm-hmm. website. And then there was a shift where um, just, a shift where your kind of body stopped moving. And I, I knew that I had um, triggered something yeah. within you. And there weren't any tears, but there just there was a kind of a, like the machine stops. Mm-hmm. And then I responded to that, and we both just said, I think we both just said, like, are we ready to, I guess, or watch TV, or is it time to go to bed? Yeah. And um, then I went to the bathroom, and I came back, and uh, you tell the rest. Yeah, I maybe before I tell the rest, I would love to know just what you experienced in your body, like what you felt. What did you? I knew that feel? I had triggered something. Um, I knew that I triggered something by bringing up uh, porn that we both hadn't watched together. So bringing up this kind of fantasy scenario that we both hadn't watched mm-hmm. together. So I knew it's something triggered something in mm-hmm. uh, within you. 
Mm-hmm. Thank you for the way you responded last night. I do think we worked through it like one of the best that we've ever worked through it. After um, I came back from the bathroom, what happened next? I don't even remember you going to the bathroom. Yeah, you know, oh, yeah, my analogy. I had a really great analogy in my sadness. Um, you know, what's so interesting when I'm triggered, which is before, it would have just devastated me. Then I got to this point where I would get angry that it was even triggering me because like, damn it, Lauren, you know that this is fine. He has full permission. This is condoned in your home. Like, what is wrong with you? Last night, I tried to go to curiosity of like, okay, girl, what is going on? And what thoughts are rising up? And what thoughts rose up was, am I not enough? right? We had already had beautiful sex an hour or two before. Um, Have I not done enough was the thought that rose up. And so then what I chose to do instead of judge it was just sit with it and be like, are you enough? Yes. (laughs) Is he saying that? No, but it like, it's okay that you're feeling that. So just hold space for it. Stop judging it. And I just let it sit there instead and gave it voice understood, like kind of like calmed myself down. Like the reason that's coming up is in purity cultures. If a man chose to watch porn or chose to have an affair, it was because his wife wasn't providing enough sex. I know where that narrative comes from. It's not fictitious. It's there. It's okay. And I just sat with it and was like, this is not his fault. I also knew so much in that moment especially because we were literally having sexual intercourses, that I could shut my partner down too. I could make him think, well, fine, I'm just never going to tell her again. Like, she says I can watch it and then this happens, Mm -hmm. right? I knew that there was a lot of risk and vulnerability. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I don't want to shame him. This is not about him. Mm -hmm. And I was so thankful, yeah, that you just took your time and I just lay there. Yeah, go ahead. When I came back, I just asked like, babe, did something that I say what I brought up that kind of trigger an emotion. You go, yeah, it did. And my my job was to not deflect and go to those things of blaming you where it's like, what the fuck? Right. Like this is this is something in our practice <laughs> yes. and like why why did you shut down and like you should be better than this? It's like, no, no. And you you had such a beautiful analogy of a Brita water filter where if you when you're filling it up, it has to process down to the bottom. It has to go through filtration. And if you try to pour it out too quickly, you're going to get water over the side. And it was such a beautiful analogy where it's like we just, we let it kind of water down. Mm-hmm. And then we came to the solution where it's like, baby, I'm not going to bring this up. It's not that I'm not going to bring this up anymore because nope. you can't handle it. Nope. It's like, you know what? I'm not going to bring up anything that we haven't actually kind of either watched together or or fantasized about together mm-hmm. when it comes to this. And also, we're, we're shaving away at this. We are. We're shaving yes. away at this part of your subconscious and just little by little. And babe, it was such a big step that you didn't go to self-blame. You didn't go to start apologizing to me. You, you didn't go to, um, I don't know, like DEFCON 4, mm-hmm. where it was really just like a... Hmm. You got curious and good for you. Good for you. Like that's really admirable. Great fucking job, babe. Thank you. Yeah. It was wonderful yesterday. I was really more than anything, really proud of myself. Yeah. I'm proud of you. Thank you. Like great job. It was so nice, babe. 
And thank you. Thank you for celebrating it too, right? Because these are the things in partnership that yeah, could be really hard or really fucking beautiful. Like, yeah. I know how hard that is for you, babe, and you did a good job. If we started criticizing and condemning each other, it would have been like real bad. I get how, because yeah. in, in past relationships, if you don't have these tools, it's easy to go to blame. We either blame ourselves or blame the other person. Yeah. And when we're shaving away at old beliefs that mm-hmm. we came into partnership with, I think it is so much more interesting to get curious about the old belief together than tit for tat, angry at one another, yeah. right? Like, thank you. Yeah. Thank you for coming into this with me. I don't want to stay the same. I want to grow. But yeah. sometimes in the growth, it takes a little bit. Yeah. And and that's hard. And I think the reason it was so powerful last night too is that I have a bunch of clients right now who are working with porn, with premature ejaculation, like I said earlier, with erectile dysfunction, with lack of interest and intimacy together. Mm. And what we keep saying is it's not about you. It's not you versus you. It is you two versus old beliefs. And if this can become a teammate situation, mm-hmm. it is so cool. We did a good teammate. We, we did, did a, a good really job good teammate situation. situation. I don't want to make you feel smaller because of these old wounds I have and from I my past. And I don't want to make you feel smaller for some agreement that I think we have. That, we, we do have. Yeah. <laughs> we do have. You don't think it. We do have this. Um, and in fact, again, the I sex wanna, educator I don't want to make me, you feel less than. Thank you. For I, oh, thank yeah, you. for like you haven't solved this yet. Yeah, I don't want to do that. Let's. I'm gonna reset the cameras real quick. Okay. Yeah, I think the Brita filter works for so many things. If you know, we're pouring new information in to the top, and we're filtering it down through new ways of learning. Right for people who work with me educational sessions with me, books that I'm recommending, podcasts, like different ways of thought, right? And then that's hard, right? I mean, are you having similar experiences right now where you are filtering behaviors, things that come in through different things? Parts of my personality I'm bringing up to the sunlight right now, and I'm identifying that I've grooved resentment into my personality, which Mm -hmm. leads to anger, which leads to impatience, which leads to all these things. And it's literally a part of my personality because it's been there since I've, I've been a child. And I don't like showing people that for obvious reasons. (laughs) So I'm, this is what I present to the world and this is what I really am. So I'm bringing these things up and I'm shaving away at that. So the thoughts that come into my head, if it's criticism, I want to identify it and then just identify and go, oh, mm-mm, not right now. So I want to be conscious of the thoughts that come into my head on a daily basis right now. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm highly observant of my own mind. <laughs> Is that exhausting a little bit? Yes and no. <laughs> yes. Some right. days are where it's like, holy shit, dude, I'll argue with anybody in my mind. And then yesterday was a really good day. Yeah where only a few times popped up. Do you think that benefited us last night when I was having my moment that literally had nothing? Oh, that was the other thing I was able to say is like 
this has nothing to do with you. Like, you're wonderful. You're I knew beautiful. that too, baby. Okay. I also knew that too, where it's like, oh, this has very, very little to do. I'm triggering old wounds mm-hmm. that Lauren has. Mm-hmm. And then it just holds space. Right. And then be patient. And then, like, I got a huge issue if I don't have patience for you, the most important person <laughs> in my life. If I don't have patience for you, I got a, I got a bigger fucking issue. So I, I, I always want to give you patience and space. And then I just want to be curious as well versus angry, versus frustrated, mm-hmm. versus impatient. Mm-hmm. I want to be the opposite of all that. Yeah, you just were. Did you, but sometimes I can even in the past remember you kind of getting critical, like almost like fix it, like critical of not only me, but of the situation. Mm-hmm. And I didn't feel any of that last night. Thank Do you, you think some of that's sure. maybe as a result of yeah. some of the good stuff you're learning? It's, My mind goes there quick, though. It's like, hey, fix it. Versus, mm-hmm. and then I just have to shut that mm-hmm. shit down and just mm-hmm. say, hey, mm, yeah, oh, ah, patience. It's not the time, right? Like, it's. I think the temptation is, and I have clients going through this right now. So shout out, love you all. the the te- The desire is to make it better, right? I understand some of that is a paternal, like a parental thing, like oh, let mommy kiss it and make it all better type of thing. Some of it is we were trained not to let the sun go down on our anger, like not to go to bed, like uh, separate from your partner. Some of it is just internal anxious attachment styles. But my gosh, I we didn't need to do anything last night. There was no action that needed to be done to change Lauren, to change Trey. Uh, no, we just needed to... We needed to talk it out for maybe five minutes. Maybe. We just needed to talk it out. Yes. Breathe. I needed to ask questions and you needed to kind of tell me what's going on. Yeah. Right. And I I think the only reason you needed to ask questions is that you're always sensitive to, which I hope I am too, is there anything I need to own to like, did I do something now in this moment that Mm -hmm. I could own? But other than that, like, yeah, just breathing is really wonderful together. Another thing I've been telling clients is something you've told me. So thank you. It's, it's disseminating into the peoples is I'm okay. It's, I'm allowed to be upset. I am allowed to be these feelings. Um, I'm allowed to be frustrated with you. I'm allowed to not love you right now. Not not love you, but like not like you right now. I'm allowed to like all of these things. I am. You've said to me so many times, I'm not going anywhere. And may I say that it is one of the most life-changing things you've ever done for me is, Lauren, you're allowed to upset me. Mm-hmm. And I can get upset because we're human mm-hmm. and it doesn't change anything. Yeah. And it's interesting. I heard you say this on the phone with your father the other day. You said to him, it doesn't change anything, Pops. And I thought, oh my gosh, like you've healed me with those words of I'm going to do things that are frustrating sometimes. Like last night in the middle of beautiful intercourse, mm-hmm. I'm going to freeze up. Okay, and get like, ah, all these trigger wounds. I'm going to ruin the romantic moment. Okay. I Nobody's coming. Nobody's coming. Nobody's coming. Penises are getting soft. Everybody's going. Clitorises are shrinking. Okay. It was not a beautiful moment. Okay. And what came to my mind is you saying you're allowed to. Yeah. I'm not going anywhere and it doesn't change anything, Lauren. Yeah. Huh. So thank you. 
Because I think sometimes we tell ourselves that our relationships are contingent upon our performances. And then the opposite is highly detrimental. Criticism, anger, storming out. You always do this. You say you're working on it and you're not. You're still here. Highly detrimental. Right. And then, dude, if that's justified... Then it's just ego. Then it's just, hey, you got all the answers and wish you the best. And I would say for the other party, yeah, look at that. Right. Mm -hmm. And if, if you look at that, regardless of who it's coming from. Yeah, this is, but if those ego responses are coming back at you. 2023, this is an option. Yeah. If people are telling you who they are, believe them. Huh. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Very cool. I shared something on Instagram the other day, but like individuals have to be willing to do the work. Mm-hmm. We cannot make someone else be interested in growth. Mm-hmm. All of this interesting mental growth that you're doing right now, I had nothing to do with. Nothing. We live in this house. Yes. I'm a nerd. Yes. I'm always reading. Yes. I do not tell Trey, hey, Here's a book you should read now. Actually, he hates it when I do that. Even if it's a book that eventually he will read and love and then be like, oh, wow, Lauren, who this is a to, great book. Who, which one of your friends told me to like, hey, I want Trey's input on this uh-huh, audio book. Uh-huh. And I was like, "You what? Uh-huh. They're like seven or eight hours. Mm-hmm. No, <laughs> that's my input. Like, what's the synopsis on the back? <laughs> I'll, I'll give my opinion on Something that. Something I have learned about you, mm-hmm. oh, gentle audience, is that Trey usually says no to anything first and then... It's not that I'm manipulating him, but give if it a just, try. Give it a try. If it's something yes no. I really it want, go. Give you a qu- a question yeah. right now. Yeah. Um, do you want to go to lunch with me? Yeah. See? Nope. Nope. And then if I sweetened the deal, <laughs> go ahead. Um, do you want to have a quickie with me at lunch? Like in a car? In the car. Nope. Do you want to? <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm, this doesn't work. This scenario doesn't work. But think of the amount of things that I've been like, let's do this. You're like, nope. And then you change your mind. It's kind of a fun game with us. I don't reckon this. This took a this side spin. All we were saying is we it's not our job or our responsibility to change our partner's minds. And so if you are seeing, if your partner is giving you answers and you f- are just not listening, take responsibility. Listen, Mm -hmm. listen to your partners. Or if you're projecting on what you want to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. It's, I mean, it's fucking hard. Partnership's hard. Yeah. There's moments where, like ours, there's brief moments where it's hard. Other than that, it's, but we do a lot of fucking talking with each other, honey. So much talking. And then we give each other space to like, Mm -hmm. yeah, if I wake up and I'm in a pissy mood, it has nothing to do with you. No. And then you know that you have confidence in that, and then you literally you want to like uh, reaffirm, get reaffirmed. It's like, hey, is there? Yeah, is there, is there something in. I can help yeah. with you? Yeah, it's like, no, honey, I'm just having a pissy little mood. I'm I'm arguing with people in my mind from 15 fucking years ago. The guy at the bookstore that was mean to me, that or like was rude. It's, yeah, I, I'm a weird dude. But this is what I told clients the other day. Okay, yeah, partnerships work, and we're not victims. Mm. I'm choosing partnership with you, mm-hmm. babe. Mm-hmm. Okay? So choosing partnership with you comes with 
an understanding of PT, Pissy Trey. Mm -hmm. He exists within that body, within that mind. Okay? We choose what it is that we are interested and willing to accept, provide, be in partnership with. It's our choice. It's my choice. I'm responsible. I'm also responsible of saying, hey, right, like that pissy mood is affecting me in this way. Can we talk about it? Can we come to a deal of how we respect each other better at that time of day, blah, 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 right? I can name it. But if it was something that truly upset my nervous system, that's on me to say, hey, I shouldn't have, I shouldn't be here, right? Whether it's in the partnership or in the moment. We choose partnership. I think it's why it's such a fantastically beautiful conversation to, I don't know, how before you choose partnership with someone of, yeah, what are the idiosyncrasies that you are choosing? It's okay. We all have them. It is work, but it's work I'm choosing. I'm not not stuck here. I'm choosing it. And there, baby. Thanks. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for being there with me and my porn struggles. Mm Mm-hmm. We'll keep the audience I'm gonna updated. Be, I'm going to be there with you in your porn successes. <laughs> oh, are you? Yeah. Big time. Love you. Love you. Mwah. Mwah. Thanks so much for watching or listening to this episode of the Partnership Podcast. As a reminder, everything that you hear on the Partnership Podcast is an opinion and just an opinion. We encourage you to do your own research as we do ours and view this more as a how we podcast as opposed to a how to podcast. And just a little shout out to Spotify for Podcasters. It is the platform we use to produce this podcast. And if you head on over to Spotify for Podcasters, you can learn more. Have a great day. If you or your partner are interested in learning more about Sex Ed for You, my holistic sexuality education business, feel free to go on over to www.sexedforyou.com forward slash free consult. I would love to get to know you, hear what's going on in your personal life and see how we might be able to work together. If you are not in a place where you're interested in individual sexuality education, but are looking to grow, I do have a monthly membership program called Hemlock. And you can learn more about that by going to sexedforyou.com forward slash Hemlock. Let me know if you have any questions and be sure to like and subscribe.